Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is We the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is uh, Wednesday, November 25. Dear friends, the new positive cases of coronavirus decrease in Italy for the first time after 20 weeks. Contagions mark a minus 10.6%. The percentage of positive swaps drops to 12.3%, while yesterday was 15.4%, and the growth of intensive care and hospitalizations in general reaches almost zero. This is good news, and we really need it. However, while the Italians are witnessing a daily brawl between the regions and the government and between the parties that support the government itself about how many people will be able to have Christmas dinner and play tombola, if they will reopen the sky slopes, um, uh, if they will be able to go around celebrating the end of this damn year on uh, uh, December 31, yesterday 853 Italians died because of the virus. 300 more than the day before, the highest number of this second wave. And as I said in the last video, unfortunately on Monday, Italy has reached, uh, reached uh, uh, 50,000 deaths. I don't want to make too much rhetoric about this, an acceptable number. I think and hope that Italy should remember them. And when everything is over, set up a day and one or more places to pay tribute to the memory of our fellow Italians killed by this virus. For now, let me just say that for this, this first 50,000 Italian deaths, the average age is about 80 years. The 18.8% of deaths is of people over 90, 41.1% uh, between 80 and 89 years. 25.5% between 70 and 79, 9.8% between 60 and 69, 3.5% between 50 and 59. Under 49 years of age, deaths represent just over 1% of the total. During the spring peak, the average age had dropped to 78, by mid-July it had risen to 85, and today it is around 80 years old. Men are the most affected with 57.5% of the deaths. The region with the highest number of the deaths remain Lombardy, with a big difference compared to Piedmont uh, second, even in the second wave. But the general picture has changed. Today there are similar numbers also in Campania, a region in the south, which is in the first months of the pandemic seem to have been less affected by the infection. And if Lombardy today mourns more than 20,000 deaths for COVID, Piedmont and Emilia-Romagna had more than 5,000 deaths, then Veneto with over 3,000 deaths, and then Tuscany and Liguria over 2,000 deaths. Well over 1,000 deaths, there are Lazio, Sicily, Puglia and Marche. The other regions suffered less than 1,000 deaths. The region with the lowest number is Molise. Today, today is the International Day Against Violence to Women. One of those days that, in my opinion, should not exist, because simply every day should be a day against violence to women. In the year of the pandemic in which in Italy the number of homicides decreases, the ones against women continue to grow. They tripled. They tripled in the days of lockdown. The women killed in Italy until today this year are 98, exactly the number of last year in the same period, but with 50 total murders less. <clears throat> in the first half of 2019, 36% of total homicides had involved a woman. In the same period of 2020, they rose to 46%. In the 90s, there was a woman every five men killed. Now, the ratio is almost equal. And in the family, things are getting worse and worse. The victims are 75% girls, wives, ex-girlfriends. Just in the days of lockdown, every 48 hours, Italy saw a woman killed. Honestly, I am ashamed of this data as an Italian who deeply love my country. 
The Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine produced thanks to an Italian company reached 90% efficacy thanks to a dosage error in the trial. An error that fortunately had no adverse effects but opened the door to a higher efficacy of the vaccine. Volunteers who by mistake received the first half dose of vaccine and later a full dose are more protected than those who received two full doses. The effectiveness of the half-dose vaccine could accelerate the distribution. This vaccine can be stored for at least six months in a normal refrigerator, like the ones we all have at home. This means that it can be stored and transported without the need for special equipment and infrastructure. It also costs less, and those costs about $4 compared to the $20 and $33 of the other two vaccines. Finally, the excess substance is way more concentrated than the other two, which occupy a larger volume on, and their production and transport are slower and more expensive. For all these reasons, this is probably the vaccine that will mostly be distributed in the poorest parts of the world. As for the others, also for this vaccine, the distribution in Italy could start as early as January. Lake Garda. Lake Garda is one of the most beautiful places in Italy, a wonderful lake, and today it is divided in half. On the one hand, what is in Lombardy is a red area with deserted streets and closed stores. On the other hand, what is in Veneto and in the autonomous province of Trento, there you can have lunch at the restaurant. In the yellow zone, moreover, you can fish, and in the red zones you can't. The shipping company on the lake has reduced to a minimum the daily trips for the transshipment of passengers from one shore to the other. The lake has always been a reason of union between different regions, a common heritage, a shared wealth, but today it makes a painful separation. One of the problems on which Italian politics argues the most is that of the reopening of schools and the return of students to presence lessons, of every student to presence lessons. There are those who wouldn't like, would like to re reopen them before Christmas, some in January 2021, some later when it will be safe. As often happens in Italy, there are many ideas, but data are missing. The tracking of contacts in schools is not working anymore, and now no one knows what the real numbers of contagion in schools are. A few days ago, the Minister of Education, a very curious person, let me tell you, admitted that since October 10 from the regions no longer arrived the data on contagion in schools, and the Ministry has stopped asking for them. But she continues to say, it is not clear why, that the school is a safe place. Despite this, no one from the government questions her work, while even in the red areas, those with the highest level of risk and the strictest anti-COVID measures, schools remain open to be followed in presence for students up to 10 years. In yellow and orange areas, on the other hand, up to 12 years of age, from the age of 13 and up, students all over Italy do distance learning at home. In the meantime, the general reports reveal increasingly alarming data on contagion in the age groups between childhood and adolescence. Of course, no one knows whether these children and adolescents took the coronavirus at school or whether they took it home and took it to school, or on the bus or to the park. But surely these are children and teenagers who have been in school in the last few weeks. In the last 30 days, there have been 95,000 cases of COVID-19 infection in the 0-18 age group. It is clear that not everyone in this age group goes to school, also considering that in Italy the obligation to attend school is up to 16 years old. But most of them certainly do. Between August 25 and October 27, contagion among uh, every, uh, in minors increased by almost 500%, and schools reopened for everyone on September 14. So there is a cause and effect uh, link. I think that to anyone with a little common sense, it is clear that reopening schools, especially to adolescents who go there by public transport, those who stay at home today, 
is something impossible to define as safe. Yet, this is what some people want to do. I don't know why. But talking about students learning from home, good news comes from the major telephone companies that operate in Italy. From now on, students from all over Italy will be able to follow the lessons of distance learning without consuming the data of the plan provided by their telephone company. The gigabytes consumed to attend distance learning platforms will not be calculated as the normal data consumption of cell phone subscriptions. Once again, in Italy, let me tell you, while the government screw up, private companies actually help. Now it's all for now, it's all for today. Once again, let me tell you and repeat you, please stay safe and take care of yourselves. I'll see you on Friday. Please stay safe. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was With Italia News. Ciao and a hug from Rome.